but right now we're going to talk a little bit about our our food production and where are we where are we getting our food from is sourcing our food locally enough is it sustainable we're going to get into it right now with our guest who's an assistant professor in the department of environment and geography at bishop's university dr brian dale is joining the show dr dale thanks so much for making the time happy to be with you you're talking about sustainable food sources and you know how local may or may not be the option let's talk about how our food sources have changed over the course of pandemic of the pandemic there was a much more of an emphasis on local food production was there not yeah that's what uh, our research revealed certainly that uh, people suddenly were looking very closely at our, our basic needs and food uh, being one of the most important things that we often take for granted that uh, people were, were panicking a bit as we know just it was three years ago but uh, for many people it will seem like yesterday the thought of empty grocery store shelves and everything um, and so I talked to a lot of uh, farmers in first on Ontario and more recently in Quebec in terms of their experiences and that includes uh, smaller scale farmers who were doing things like like community supported agriculture programs. So uh, where you pay for like a, a, a box uh, type program ahead of time, and then you would get different deliveries um, or pick up from the farm uh, throughout the season. And that can be for vegetables, meat and so on. And, um, and those types of programs just saw like such a huge increase in some cases, you know, uh, doubling uh, people's capacity um, and farmers responding very quickly to that. So um, there was, you know, such an interest in supporting local also with people knowing that, uh, that, farmers and other local producers were struggling throughout the pandemic so that was encouraging to see at the time yeah but the narrative has changed a little bit that that way of producing food it has been seen as a, a little bit less sustainable than maybe we had hoped for it to be right well it's not so much that uh, that that programs like uh, community supported agri- uh, agriculture programs are not sustainable but um uh, what we're seeing is uh, an interest in local food, and, and to, to a large degree, that's actually declined a lot as people have gotten back into their normal routines. Um, but but there's still this kind of infatuation, to some degree at least, with local food, and um, and I think that's important to support our local food systems. But the the point that uh, we made in this article that just came out yesterday in uh, theconversation.com was that. Um, there is we need to look beyond just the fact just geography right it's not just uh, the only <laughs> local locality is not the only important thing right we need to think about uh, uh, whether farmers uh, have you know sustainable livelihood um, whether farm workers are being treated uh, fairly uh, whether the food is sustainably grown and so on uh, and th- those are important things that are often overlooked if we only focus on on local which is what people call the the local trap and so, you know, when you're a small scale or even like even a middle um, level farmer that's going up against one of these large food producers, uh, do you stand a chance? Are those opportunities even available to you or are you just fighting an uphill battle constantly? Opportunities for uh, like providing sustainable and fairly produced food, you mean? Or? Yes. I mean, uh yeah, it's certainly hard for people to compete, right? You need to go. You need to scale up typically to be able to uh, meet um, requirements for larger scale retailers. Um, and often, the way to be the most efficient is to actually, you know, do things at a certain level where you're going to be mar- 
uh, mechanized. Uh, you're going to rely on a lot of chemical inputs in many cases. Um, and so it can be, it, we've created a system. It's not farmer's fault. You know, the policies and economic conditions have created a system where we rely a lot on farm machinery and, uh, and a lot of chemical inputs, fertilizers, and so on to be able to uh, to produce food. Um, and also, uh, you know, the, there's a lot of challenges in terms of smaller scale producers being able to meet um, the demands of retailers in terms of like seasonality and uh, the diversity of the products that they might be providing as opposed to a more of like a monocultural approach or just having a few different types of uh, vegetables, grains, whatever it might be. So it, it sounds like a, a pretty layered and uh, and complex problem to solve. What are some ways that, that farmers can maybe try to, to move the needle forward then for themselves? Um, well, I, I mean, it's tricky for farmers because in many ways they're caught in the system. And farmers have been, as some farmers have told me, they have been uh, kind of taught to behave like uh, entrepreneurs and, and individual business people who, um, you know, don't necessarily, uh, don't frequently at least organize collectively to think about, okay, well, what are the policies that need to change and, and, uh, and how can things be done better in terms of the system? Like we have a lot of government money going into funding um, some of the largest farms, uh, farming operations in Canada um, and, and keeping farms afloat um, in a way that uh, is, is, doesn't make a lot of sense especially when some of those larger scale farms are not the most sustainable. In fact, they're some of the least sustainable, right? So, um, so there, there are, you know, there's different kinds of things that farmers are doing. Um, you know, I, I don't like using terms like small and, and medium scale and large scale because it's, it's more complicated than that. And you have to look at uh, the kinds of production that people are doing, but there are different, um, relatively small-scale operations that are looking at alternatives around marketing, uh, thinking about uh, how to do things that are more efficient, including cooperatively, right? It's interesting to see. It's not being done a lot, but it's interesting to see when farms are cooperating to think about how do we, you know, do things like community-supported agriculture programs uh, and organize through what are called food hubs and so on without kind of having to do all of the work marketing individually as a farm family or, or a small-scale uh, farm, uh, farm business. How how important is it to 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 shift the focus to small scale farmers and give them opportunities? How big of a problem is this? And if we don't prioritize this, then then what happens to our local or, or excuse me to our food production? Um, it's it's uh, it's a big challenge, uh, and there's a lot of different people beyond me talking about this across Canada in terms of uh, food system challenges. Right? I mean, uh, small scale producers. Um, uh, have a lot of challenges in terms of their own uh, ability to basically make ends meet. Um, and, and so, you know, in terms of the statistics, uh, we see oh, uh, a lot of the average age of farmers uh, is up towards 60 now. Um, we have a lot of people that don't want to get into farming, including from farm families, because things are such a challenge and they see that their parents and maybe grandparents have struggled over the years. Um, and then people who do want to get into farming struggle in terms of having access to land. Um, and that, that's, that's consistent across the country, that, that farmland is competing with other land uses and just the prices keep going up. And so it's similar to a lot of people, you know, a lot of conversations that are going on right now in terms of people being able to buy their first home. Uh, it's, it's basically impossible for people to get in in some cases. Um, and so, so all of those are issues that, that, that are, you know, there's different uh, attempts that are being made to look at you know, alternative land access and things like that. But, uh, but the, but the 
solutions are fairly marginal at this point, and there needs to be a lot of uh, support, including government support, to think about shifting where we're spending our money in the food system, but also uh, for you know consumers to, yeah, maybe start with shopping local and everything, but also but to think beyond that as well in terms of the complexity of uh, of the food system and try to think about how how else we can uh, support some change. Can you make an impact with with your purchasing then? You say it's, it's more than just purchasing local. So what are consumers able to do? I, I mean, I think if, if people uh, if people shop locally, that's great. Um, if people look into the issues, that there's a ton of different organizations that are supporting, um, you know, migrant migrant workers' rights, uh, uh, different farmers' organizations that uh, exist, uh, including a couple which I'm a part of, that uh, welcome non-farmer members to be more informed about the issues. Um, so the, the two that I've, I've been looking at with my research that I'm also a member of are the National Farmers Union and uh, Union Paysan which is based in Quebec. So uh, there's different ways for people to get involved, but also people can, can get involved with growing their own food, learning about the food system and so on. I mean, it's, it seems like it's, <laughs> it's it's basic, right? It's such a standard thing that we need every day. We need to be hopefully eating a few times a day, and yet um, and yet uh, we often take for granted our food system. Um, so there's things like uh, like slow food and other uh, different groups that try to encourage us to you know really pause and enjoy food, but also think about um, how we can have a, a fairer food system as well. Dr. Dale, thank you so much for your perspective and uh, your insight on this conversation. Really appreciate it. No problem at all. Thanks a lot. This is Dr. Brian Dale, Assistant Professor in the Department of Environment and Geography at Bishop's University. You can read more about his work uh, in his article on theconversation.com.